so we're watching it and i'm like man like watching this now not as a kid it's like if i'm an adult man and i come across these guys that are like, like doing like poses her. and like screaming at each other i'm like are you all okay are you, <laughs> like, like, you may far when ready what exactly is it that they do kick names Hey Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> How are you all feeling? This is about to get silly real quick it's gonna get super silly um and so because today we're talking top gun we're mm-hmm. also talking a little bit about the chippendale rescue rangers movie that came out on disney plus kind of on mm-hmm. the fly um because all three of us watched that this weekend so there's that um yes. but we got to make sure everybody's introduced now i want to lay down the parameters for how this introduction happened. <laughs> Brian, as you can see, if you're watching the live stream, again, if you want to watch the live stream, sign up for the Patreon films, uh, patreon.com slash films of black and white. Um, you can see that Brian has Hello. decided that he's going to call himself goose, but I'm alive as his call sign for this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Now where this gets tricky is Marcus being his chaotic energy that he yes. embodies um goes we should pick each other's call signs yeah. and i was like what and we were all kind of like okay and so right before i hit the intro music we were just like we're gonna do it so uh that's kind of what we that's kind of where we're at um <laughs> i'm gonna kick it on over because it. it's my responsibility i'm gonna kick it on over to the fireman himself Marcus J. Destin. I like it. Because he spits hot fire. I'm going to kick it on over to Marcus J. Destin, a.k.a. the fireman himself. Uh, How you feeling? I am feeling pretty good. I'm I'm actually sick, but I'm so excited. I know it's not our typical day, but we are here. Took a COVID test. It ain't COVID. Just a goddamn cold. And so I'm in the middle. So it's it's one of those colds where you're annoyed more than anything else. Yep. I am feeling one at the same time. I'm I'm a single man, and I wish that... Sorry, y'all. If y'all can't hear, I have Footloose playing in the background because that's what the whole soundtrack for Top Gun reminded me of was, hey, Footloose. (laughs) Yeah, that's... I mean, it's it's the most 80s thing you could possibly listen to. Danny Loggins has some thoughts about this. No, that's what I was saying. It's like, you know... (laughs) Top Gun is probably one of the like when someone's like bellwether for eighties music. Oh, it is yes. the Top Gun soundtrack yes. through and through, a hundred percent. So yeah, so I am here. Um, I'm, am I supposed to name Doug? I'm not really. You're sure supposed to kick it on down to Brian. Okay, Brian's has already decided. Okay, I'm gonna kick it on down to Goose, but he's alive. <laughs> Brian Rouch. Jesus Christ! Oh, you're good. You're good. Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, wow, I, I'm happy to be here today. It was a little bit of a stressful day for me. So I'm happy to be here. This might be the easiest part of my day. So I've been looking forward to it. That's awesome. Very excited. Um, Just a quick note. If you have a water heater, they usually only last for about 12 years. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, uh, So we got five more years out of ours. uh, But now we're going to we surprisingly will have to get a new one. So there is no hot water right now in the household. So everybody loves that. Everybody loves. Everybody's probably really excited about that. 
Yeah, everyone loves it. Um, so, but you know what though? On a positive note, mm-hmm. uh, we've been uh, we've been doing a lot of outdoor house renovations, and those are mostly done. So yeah. that's great. And it I, looks was gonna, great. I was going to say, Brian, I saw the pictures over there on Facebook today. That house looks awesome. It uh, does not look the same. It does not. Yeah, even we when we bought the house, it had this like soul sucking cream beige mm-hmm. color, and I it it killed me a little bit every time I came home. So okay. it's now a nice clean blue, black, white, and I love it. Okay, so I'm gonna toss it on over to the cleaner. The, oh, 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 I like that one. That one's good. I mean, um, you 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 clean you clean racks. You 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 true. clean your yard. You that's you just you, you're the cleaner. That's I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm doing good. Um, it's been it's kind of a crazy week uh, here um, in the Wagner house. So we are going to participate in the first weekend in June. The city has like a citywide garage sale festival. No way. And so and they kind of like post in the in the paper and online. They'll post like where all the houses that are participating are having. It. OK, so we are participating because we got a ton of shit we got to get rid of. <laughs> you know, good and for so, you. And we are. Uh, so we're purging that. But here's the kicker. We are going out of town for Memorial Day weekend. So it's like we have to get all of it set up this weekend because oh. we're going to be gone next weekend when we were normally set it up. Wow. So, yeah, so, so, we've been, people just, so you're giving your stuff away for free? Oh, no. Uh, well, I mean, if, it, <laughs> if it's here on Sunday, if it's here on Sunday, uh-huh. God will. I mean, if you have legs and you want it, you can have it because no. I don't want it anymore. Because <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't want it in this house anymore. Um, but uh, no, it's like it's like a garage sale. So oh. they'll come up and they'll be like, how much is that? I'll be like, how much you want to give me for it? Sold. That's basically how it's going to go. So, yeah, that's what we got. Okay. Uh, that's what we got going on our end. So, but gentlemen, we took a little break last week from catch that quotable. Yes, we did. Um, and so I want to be sure that we bring that back in spades with Ooh. another Patty family submitted quote. Um, and so here's what I got for you today. Are you all ready? We are I'm ready. ready. All right. We've had a doozy of a day, officer. There we were, minding our own business, making some our, some improvements to our new vacation home, when all of a sudden these kids start killing themselves all over my property. <laughs> now, I don't know much of how I don't know about how much experience you've had with this kind of thing, but me and Dale here, well, we ain't had any. Oh my god. Uh oh, you want me to read it again while you think yeah, about it? Please. Yeah. Okay. We've had a doozy of a day, officer. There we were, minding our own business, making some improvements on our new vacation home. When all of a sudden, these kids start killing themselves all over my property. Now, I don't know about how much experience you've had with this kind of thing, but me and Dale here, we ain't had any. I'm going to buzz in. Okay, Brian. Is it Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Brian, you have it exactly right. This is Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Came out in 2010, said by uh, Stella, said by uh, one Steve the Pirate himself, Alan yes. Tudyk. So, um, Brian, goddamn. All right. Jeez, I, okay. There you go. I'd like to thank uh, all the tutoring I had in high school for inferencing, because I, I never saw Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but I knew people that loved that movie yeah. like on a cult level. And I was like, okay, there's like a supernatural element. And Dale, all right, we're going to go. Yeah. We're just going to roll the dice. 
and I don't know anything about it, like other than I've seen the poster, I think, but I don't, I've never seen right. it. I don't know anything else about it. Right. That's impressive. I'm I don't know if we've ever away. gotten one right. I think that's the first time since we've started getting submissions from the oh. we've gotten one, I think. Well, yeah. I will gladly take my victory lap. You so. should absolutely, you should take <laughs> your flowers for sure. Take it, Goose. Take it. You deserve it. Please. But I'm Goose alive. is absolutely alive with that particular <laughs> guest. So, um, no broken neck here. No. no. <laughs> All right. Um, that's Jesus. You have it. So, gentlemen, we kind of wanted to call an audible. And the audible this week is, of course, we're going to get into Top Gun from 1986. Yes. Yeah. But Excellent. there's a movie that came out this weekend on Disney Plus on Friday um, that all of us sort of collectively talked about. <laughs> And also collectively like interacted with, and we were like, let's just do like a quick. Yeah, we watched it. Let's give it a quick films in black and white treatment, and let's talk about Chip and Dale Rescue yes. Rangers, the movie. Yeah, um, yes. that came out on Disney Plus. So I actually, Brian, I'd love for you to start us off because I think I hadn't watched it, but you started talking about it first. So, um, but tell us, tell us, Brian. Yeah, well, and I also want to, I also want to call out like this doesn't happen often that all no. three of us like on an opening weekend we don't yeah. plan it and it's like we didn't even talk hey we it. all watched the same movie <laughs> like yes. we came close with Sonic two. Um, there's like one other time. There's like one other time we've done this, and so th- it's really special when it happens because yeah. you know it's like a good movie. And we're gonna you have can a good usually discussion. when this happens, you get two out of the three. So yeah. Sonic 2, it was like Marcus and I, but not Brian. I feel yeah. like um, I feel like the Alan Project, the that Netflix movie. I feel yes. like, that was, I feel like that was Brian and Marcus. Adam Project, me. yeah. So yep. um yep. Yeah. the yeah. Alan Project. The Alan Project is a it's a whole different that's thing. A, Alan that's Parsons. The, that's the Tim Allen movie from uh... <laughs> Oh man. Uh anyway, I Tim the, the tool only... man Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> but with oh. travel and multiversal. Oh, friendly reminder: Tim Allen was an FBI informant. You can go look that up later. What? Anyway, oh, um, yeah, God yeah, he worked on some of his friends. What? Um, uh, yeah. I... Didn't he go extra Republican like a couple years ago or something? Like, like something I'm just like saying that. that's what I heard, and you should probably go like look that up on the Ooh, internet. Google um, that in your own time, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I didn't even know it released this past weekend. The I only know. reason I knew it released was because somebody on Twitter posted a clip of ugly sonic yeah i don't feel like this is a spoiler no. but it's essentially it's no it's everywhere old, it's the old sonic design and a dear like talent i love tim robinson i've watched i think you should leave probably like six times i've like rewatched it constantly he oh, voices ugly sonic yeah and i watched it and i was like is this is in the chip and tail rescue ranger movie i'm watching it like yeah. you can't stop me i have yeah. to watch it that's how i got clued in that's how yeah. i had to watch it and i think i got clued in from when you tweeted about that and i was like okay i'll i'll make an excuse and have harrison and harper watch this but i will also be watching it oh um, wow. so that's the route that i went and brian i think you oh, should boy. leave has an episode more or less a skit that i have been watching on repeat and it is the TV one where the with the the coffin flop 
That I have been watching that on repeat. And my favorite moment is when he says, like, you need to go to them and say, I'm not worried. I'm not worried about it. That is my favorite, like my favorite skit. Not to like make this about, I think you should leave. But whenever we talk about like Netflix, like what are they bringing to the table? And it's like, I know myself and I I can't cancel it because Tim Robinson's (laughs) on there. And if I can't boot up the Sunday brunch. Yeah. Or the ghost tour, you can say whatever you want. That was hilarious I, too. Who am I as a person? Um, but yeah, cough and flop, immediate uh, top skit. Sorry, Marcus, how did you get clued in? I- ironically, it was through Brian's tweet. Oh, uh, hey, I didn't know that. That it was. I didn't know it was Brian's tweet. He retweeted, um, yeah, the ugly Sonic uh, video snippet that was out, and yeah. I watched it, not realizing Brian was the one that tweeted it out, and I sent it to the chat. <laughs> after I sent it to the chat, I went back to see like, just like, how did I find this? And then it was like, it was Brian retweeting it, and I was like, yeah. oh, what the fuck was that? And so um, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna watch this now because I didn't know it was coming out on Disney, right? Plus. Yeah, no idea at all. Then after I sent the video and double checked, Brian sent it. I went to TikTok, and everybody was talking about Ugly Sonic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody was talking about Ugly Sonic and the Easter eggs that were in Chippin'. And I was like, how the fuck are they getting all these already? Then yeah. Brian told me the movie was coming out. And it was like, I was like, you know what? I don't have anything to do right now. I'm just going to yeah. watch Chippendale. So, yeah. 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 And yeah. I wasn't like a big Chippendale person growing up. I would watch it, but it wasn't anything. Yeah. Else. I love Rescue Rangers. I didn't oh, think man. that I was either. However, when we got done watching with this, of course, Disney Plus knows that everybody's going to oh. be like, go back and watch the cartoon. Yeah. And that first episode when they're on the upside down pirate ship, I remember that started playing and I looked at Brittany and I said, this is ingrained in my memory. I know this episode. <laughs> like, I know this episode better than anything. I know this episode because I feel like when we used to live in Houston, there was a there was a little girl and I when we were like four or five, like we would hang out all the time before we moved. And I okay. have distinct memories of watching this with her. Um, shout out to Barrett, Barrett Lamond um, from Houston, a friend of mine. Shout and out so, to Barrett. Like, we watched this. I remember watching that. It's just ingrained in my memory. Um, so there you have it. But but yeah. I felt like it was one of those. Chippendale was one of those ones I did not pay attention to, pay attention to. But I would watch it if it came on. It wasn't like I absolutely hated it. What? Yeah. It, it paralleled with... Uh, Darkwing Duck. Yep. Paralleled with uh, Darkwing uh, Duck. What is the other one? My favorite was the Mighty Ducks, but when it was the they were like oh, the, the show. Yep. The show. Um, which they bought the name from the Anaheim. Oh, they most I certainly did. Did they yep. really? Well, yeah, they, they there's a whole thing. It's not only that, the team didn't exist. Oh so the team didn't exist ahead of time. They built so the city of Anaheim was building a practice, like a practice hockey range wow. arena to lure potentially like an NBA team or an NHL right. team to come. Well, they had such a big hit from the Mighty Ducks that they were like, What if we did that? And so they petitioned the NHL to be to like to participate in the expansion draft. And they were like, Yep, go for it. Dang. So that's that's literally how it happened. But then so wow. Disney then bought that though, right? They bought the, the- rights to that name. Uh, they yeah, they just said we'll call you the Anaheim Ducks, and then years later, Disney actually ended up selling the team to somebody else. So they are owned That's by somebody wild. else. Wild, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, man, it's nuts. It's pretty wild. Disney wow. Is a, um, Thanos. 
Yes, so they collect that's, things. That's a conversation that we'll have to have a little bit later because oh, of course, when it comes to this Peter Pan story, <sighs> they said that that relates to the real life person who played Peter Pan, the boy, the little boy. His story in the movie of Chip and Dale is the same in real life, and a lot of fans are upset oh about that. Of like. He got forgotten about after he grew up. They kind of threw him to the side. He had a hard life with drugs and oh you know, my god, at the age of thirty. And it was the almost parallel to the story that was uh, Sweet Pete in that's Chip insane. Dale. You're no way. No, I, I literally I saw a whole bunch of TikToks and then obviously I'm not the person to watch a TikTok and take it at first. Well, I think yeah, I mean, like little like re- and so like everything was kind of like lining up. Dude, that's nuts. Same story. That's nuts. So kind of sad, but. Is Disney poking fun at itself for because yeah. they do it all the time? You get these Disney Channel stars or whatever the case may be. You hit a certain age and you clock out, or they try to extend you way past your age, and then these Disney stars be yeah. so fucked up by the time they get into the real world. Like, yeah, I don't know. Is this something to think about or talk yeah. about? Later? Yeah, great point. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I guess we're we're gonna talk about spoilers for Chip and Dale. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna talk a lot about. I mean, spoilers. Doug Doug puts that stuff at the beginning, but just in case you needed a oh, heads up, only for the big movies. If you show oh, only for the if, yeah. If you show if you show up for Chip and Dale, that shit's getting spoiled. You're not getting a warning, so just be well, prepared. Some people were like, <laughs> "I had Sonic spoiled for me," and I'm like, "This is this is not a spoiler, no, whatsoever. This no. is like you saw a funny clip on the internet and then you watched the movie. Wait, and that's we spoiled." We spoiled Sonic. No, some people on Twitter were upset oh, no. that were like, "Oh, I didn't know Sonic was in the movie. That's a yeah. spoiler." And it's like, I I don't know how to say. help I you. Mean, yeah. No, like there's like, also a ton of other people in the movie, but I mean, whatever. Roger Rabbit, Roger yeah. Abdul. I mean, yeah. this thing is just a cameo machine. Yeah. But, so like, let's, let's get into the movie a little bit. Like, yeah. so I mean, Marcus, will you give us like a light barbershop summary? Do you want to give us like a sure. like a like a um, like you're getting a touch up? You're not like getting maybe like... just like a maybe like a line up and a trim, <laughs> not like a full haircut, but like you're just lining it up and trimming the beard up. Yes, sure. I, yeah, sure. Uh, so basically, Chippendale is about the old school throwback Chippendale and the Rescue Rangers. There was this old TV show they talked about, kind of give them a more of a backstory about how yeah. they met. Um, they have their two partners in crime, comedic partners in crime. Um, they couldn't be separated. They had this, this success in Chippendale and the Rescue Rangers until Dale one day felt like he was t- tired of kind of being second banana, is what he called it. Um, and so he got the uh, opportunity to do this show called Dale O Dale O Danger Double O Dale uh, Double O Dale Double O Dale, and um, basically was going to go off and start doing his own thing. And as soon as he did that, the Rescue Rangers and Double O Dale both failed. Um, and so they were kind of then put into this. Uh, what do you? I mean, you're 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 kind of washed up. You're these washed up that don't exist anymore, right? Is that a, there's another phrase I was looking for, but not washed up. They be kind of they kind of they kind of become to your point earlier, they kind of became like childhood stars where it's like yeah, you yeah, were big yeah. a really, really long time ago and you show up to like comic cons and thing like that. But yeah. it's, 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 you can feel the notoriety like, starting to wear off. Solid yeah. B list. Yeah. That's a good yeah. way to put it. So they become these childhood stars that, you know, struggling to like, grow with the times and all this other stuff. So the movie basically revolves around them reconnecting. Dale is still trying to do the movie thing and has an appreciation for it. Um, the rescue Rangers and chip is like not really doing that. He's living more of this adult life moved on oh past it. And they're like, somebody is kidnapping these cartoons and revamping them into reboots, but they're reboots with like fixed 
artistic I mean, touches where they look like bootlegs, like bootlegs. Yeah, bootlegs. bootlegs. Bootlegs was the word, and they 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 basically go and try to figure that shit out. So it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit, but now, yes, I mean yes. we, it's us. We're it's, the target demographic now, and it feels I'm great. So I'm so yeah, about it. yeah. This this I did not expect to enjoy this so much. Yeah. Like I kind of I expected it to be sort of like a nostalgia machine, and it is definitely that to a point. But it had a really original story, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I think the other thing that I appreciated is that, like, somehow it wasn't limited to just because I think if you just did Disney stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like there's a portion where you're like, yeah, ugh. but they yeah. were all over the place you, with this. You, you yeah. mean you mean you get into a space jam? Uh, LeBron yeah, situation it, yeah, where you just, space it feels jam. like you're advertising your own catalog. Yeah, and it feels weird. But they pulled from everybody. Like I don't know about who you see, you saw, but the one that sticks out the most to me is Beavis and Butthead. There was a reference to Butthead on a park bench on a on a bench. He's about running him for running, Senate. Running from se- running for Senate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean. Insane. I like I so I read I did read a piece uh I, I oh shoot I think it was AV Club I can't remember or collide it was the rap there we go it was in the rap um and basically they had an interview with the director about like how did you get all of these like cameos and it it was just legit they were asking around basically they were talking about their vision and he the like the director pitched all the people that owned these characters so like yeah in and out and he said that as many yeses as they got they got as many no's so i want to know oh sure exactly who said no but and then there's like a whole i went down a whole rabbit hole of like the characters that you see pop up the most surprising ones for me was stan from south park uh yep. the paw patrol reference especially since it was so violent and right. then um uh, I, those were the two uh, those are the two so i can keep the conversation going um and it, it's just it it's just the movie turns into the celebration of animation which i think is yeah. just i don't know i think that's pretty special i think that's pretty cool the coca-cola bear there we go yeah did not expect the coca-cola polar bear to show right. up in this uh and I have think, it be like a secondary character so that's rogan i think was all I of think that's rogan's characters he was like a star he turned out to be a <clears throat> kind of a star in this like you had to give him appreciation mm-hmm. Yeah, Damn, you've you've done a lot. Like you've been around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really enjoyed that too. That was one. Um, you kind of see some transformer stuff in there a little bit. Yeah. Yep. Not directly head on, but you did see some train like the leg or I, sound wave. I think is in the audience during the talent show yeah, or a transformer. Muppet were in there. Yep. Um, yeah. Obviously, Bjorn, Mister Bjorn. Um, <laughs> It was a lot. It's a lot. It's one of these movies where you have to go back and watch it multiple times to see what you missed. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like if you if you like if you haven't watched it and you're trying to figure this out, if you like freeze framing stuff and being like, oh, I didn't notice that in the background, like Lego Miserable, like I did. Thank Maggie and I watched this together. I want to say thank you to my wife Maggie because she got super annoyed because I was like, hang on, hang on, hang on, pause it, pause it. I was just like, I was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme, like like just like pointing at the screen. That was me for two hours, essentially. That's amazing. Um, But I mean, if you like that, it's in this movie. It's like every frame, there's something. I I had moments of that like too, and the biggest moment for me was so Who Framed Roger Rabbit is probably one of my like all time favorite movies. Sure. I love that movie, and when they pull out the tools 
to like I think yeah. it's when when yep. Dale is on the bench, they pull out the tools and there's a little vial of dip. And yep. I was like, oh shit. Like yeah. I had that moment with that. Again, that Leo to, like, oh like, like I remember that for sure. But I you know what I like when they actually showed um Roger Rabbit doing yeah. the Roger Rabbit dance yes. on the dance floor. I didn't know yes. it was a dance. Yeah, he was yeah, the Roger Rabbit is actually a dance and he was actually doing the dance. And I don't know, it's just like, man, you know what you are. And yeah, yeah. seems to be getting into this thing because they're kind of doing it in Marvel of poking fun at itself. Right. Yeah, a little it's bit. Very meta jokes like we know who we are. We know how big we are. We know we get what you see. Like yeah. we're not oblivious. Like they're breaking that right. all a little bit to be like, yes, we're Disney. Yes, we're fun. But we're, you know, I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that meta humor. It's a little, yeah. yes. And it, it's kind of fun for the adults watching. Um, and this seemed like a good introduction for those who don't know anything about these old school characters like Tigress and oh my gosh, he made that was another one I paused it for. I and Maggie's like, Why are you pausing this? I'm like, That's an Avenger, so you, you show some respect because Tig- Tiger's here. <laughs> show some respect. I want to see, like, they didn't do Thundercats, I, didn't, I don't remember did Thundercats, like, that was big in my childhood. I saw a yeah. Neutron reference. It was just very interesting to me. Like this movie yeah. was a lot better than I thought. And yeah. the casting in order to give it like a review review, like I think yeah. the voice casting and your like the actual yes. casting in it, because you have to have a mix of the human and the animation was really good to have mm-hmm. Andy Samberg. And I need to see who voiced John Mulaney, John yeah. Mulaney. That was a thank you. That was a great combination yeah. of voices together. Yes. Well, none of this is I mean, all of the casting makes a lot of sense. So the director, Akiva Schaefer, is his name. And yes. if you if you see when you look up a picture of him, you're going to notice him because in yeah. any Lonely Island music, music video, in any skit, he was a part of Andy Sandberg. Akiva yeah. Schaefer, and then the other gentleman. Oh, you're was... shitting me! There, no, it's Lonely Island. Lonely Island. Yeah, this so is Lonely Island. Two thirds of the Lonely oh, Island. There are. So, he was a part of the rap group in Lonely Island. I didn't know that. Right, and so when you put when you put that together with other things, so Akiva has like he has writing credits from Brooklyn Nine Nine. He has writing credits for episodes of Saturday Night Live. Um, he also has Brian writing credits from I Think You Should Should Leave. He wrote oh, nine. Okay. He wrote for nine episodes there. There. That so would like make sense. all of this makes a lot of sense about the people who are in it because he was basically being like, and you're a friend, and you're a friend, and you're a I friend. Mean, Will you please do this? And so <laughs> I think, especially for some of those roles, like he probably got Seth Rogen. I mean, the fact that he got Tim Robinson to do yeah. Ugly Sonic was oh perfect. Like all of those were, you know, he called in some people that he knew and said, like, you should try out for this. So yeah. Oh my this gosh! Great. I fucking okay. So for those that may not know, yeah, we should probably break it down. I, well, okay, which part? Because I'm going to talk about Lonely Island. You should talk. You about do. The Lonely I'll Island. do Ugly Sonic if you do Lonely oh, Island. Perfect. Okay, perfect. So to give a little context, Andy Samberg, who is absolutely one of my favorite people, and I hate doing that because then it seems like some scandal or some shit comes out at right after that. But Andy <laughs> Samberg has always been kind of this golden child of SNL. He's like one of those golden yeah. child of SNL that made it out and found his own lane of entertainment when it came yeah. to not only acting, but also when it came to making music. He's a very good at like, he had this group um, that I was mean. him and, and, and um, what, what is his, Akiva? Akiva? Mm-hmm. Akiva. And um, there was one other person, I'll get the name for that later, but I'll get it. 
they all had this thing. Thank, thank you, Doug. They all they all had this group together, Lonely Island, and they did what was basically parody music, kind of. Yeah. Um, I'm on a boat. Like a boat all those types of songs. Jizzed in my pants. They made re- <laughs> they made these really funny, stupid songs with real production and real artists like Justin Timberlake and Turtleneck in a Chain is one of the name of the albums. Mm-hmm. So fucking funny. Like I punched them in the jeans. Like it's so uh iconic. <laughs> what cools of Narnia? So like that's right up my alley. Oh, well. dick, yeah. dick in a box. Dick in a Lazy box. Sunday, like, yeah. I'm the mother lover. Like the mother lover one is my favorite. That is the absolute favorite one. So these guys have this SNL humor. They found their own lane. And to hear that they were all a part of this and that they still stick close together and all this shit like that is incredible. I think yeah. it should be talked about a little bit more because Andy yeah. Samberg kills it every time. I wanted more musical stuff from him, but I'm kind of glad they didn't go that yeah. route. The rap was probably the, that was it. But, have, yeah. you, have you seen the Bash Brothers, Marcus? Oh no, God, yes, you should absolutely. No, like you that. have an incredible experience ahead of you. It's Lonely Island, and they basically do like Jose Canseco in his heyday, uh-huh. and they they have an entire album, and there's yeah, an entire album. Like they make they made like a forty minute music video. Yes, yeah, it's on Netflix. On Netflix. Is it on yeah. Netflix? And yeah. like watch it, and you will not be disappointed. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, several yeah. several of those songs made it onto my like my workout list when I was working out from home oh, during COVID. The fir- the first one's a banger. Oh, that gets me yeah, hyped. Yeah. I listened to that before I had to read graduation names in front of thousands of people, and I was like, okay, oh, we're shit. doing this. Okay, and then I'm just in the backstage saying I'm Jose, and people just yep. have no idea what it was happening. So anyway. the third member of of the Lonely Island is so all three. It's Andy Samberg, Jorma Tacone. Uh, it's T A C C O N E. So Jorma, if I'm mispronouncing that yeah i apologize um and then i said akiva schaefer so those three are a member are the comedy trio known as the lonely island i just want to say it one more time before we get into ugly sonic shouts out to <laughs> fucking lonely island yeah for sure yes, that was a huge part of my not childhood but like me growing up that was like it's a niche it's a very niche I, audience yeah. We Brian, we did Dick in a Box for uh, oh, a Sky Lip Sync one. Did one you? Yes. Yeah. Where I dressed Our, up, where I dressed oh, up as man. a rooster and came out of a box. Like oh, it's, I thought it was yes. hilarious to me. Oh, um, it's but a yeah. Dick in a Box. Oh. Yeah, Marcus, I know where that video is. We can watch that as a trio, we just the three of us. Someday. Can we put that on the Patreon? I ooh. <laughs> no, that's like an exclusive seventy-five dollar donation. Yeah, that to... is. That to is see a, Doug and a chicken. You're not room. gonna see Doug and a, and There's a, certain you have to sign certain casket too. I want to you have to sign certain non-disclosure agreements mm. if you're gonna see that video. Like that. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I mean it's it's it dominated. I feel like it just like dominated everywhere. like like the culture for a little yeah. bit anytime yeah. they released an SNL short. Yep. Um, 100 percent They yeah, changed and, the game for that. <laughs> and I, th- I feel like also well and i was thinking about this like you have to be really plugged in to like mm-hmm. get a lot of this movie and one of when ugly sonic popped up like maggie knew there was like something that happened but she was like what like what i, I don't understand the whole story about it and basically if you're not familiar uh when sega slash paramount uh originally mm-hmm. debuted sonic they released this trailer that that this sonic was awful like it was like like i don't even know how to describe it i mean you can watch chip and dale rescue rangers and see what it is but it had human teeth 
it it was like a greasy like mold they person. tried they tried to make it they tr- they were like what if sonic was real and right. it was like let's give him real attributes like the human teeth is alarming. Like I, this is horrifying. That that response from Chip when he is slow mo staring at those teeth, that was me a hundred percent up until that moment, and then I got to see them from longer when it was drawn out during the slow mo. Yeah, and essentially the internet bullied uh, <laughs> that's exactly Sega Paramount to change the design, and now we have the Sonic that we have, who got a sequel by the way. So Ooh. I'm just gonna leave that there. So to see this rejected concept be alive and breathing. And having Tim Robinson voice him, I mean, he stole the show for me. I mean, and Son- Ugly Sonic actually had, oh, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, listeners. If you're not yeah, this live is, on our Patreon, oh, Jeepers Creepers. oh my gosh, that is Marcus just put lot. up a picture of whew, of the original Sonic trailer, Ooh. and wow, that was awful. It yeah. it was like it was like a trash bag that was blue with green eyes just staring at me. And oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, wow that that had a way more gut reaction than i thought i would yeah uh, that, was a lot. i don't think people know how bad that <laughs> was but i do like that they addressed like ugly sonic and a cgi made over dale yes uh, who you know the whole which kind of blew me away and it, it, i think it says a lot to how far we've come i was always expecting chip and dale to both either both go cgi or both yes. animation i'm yep. so glad you brought that up and I, it just it kind of blows me because I'm still that old school guy that's like they can't do this for a whole movie. Like, you know how much work that would take for them to do right. one character all in this futuristic right. CGI and the other one in a old school animation style. Like, how do you do that? And then you think about like fucking Spider-Man multiverse of you know, like right all the best shit that they've done. And so it, it I really did enjoy the fact that they kept both of those characters in their own individual lanes, but all of the animation styles that they just stuck to <sighs> the old school, the new stuff, like claymation. Yeah. I mean, claymation. The, police, the police chief was claymation. He was supposed to be like a Gumby esque character. Yeah. But yeah, based off, of, he wasn't based off a real character though. Right. I don't, I don't think, I don't so. think so. Brittany, Brittany asked me the same uh, thing. And I said, I didn't think so. It is a uh, JK um, Simmons. Simmons, I'm gonna say J.K. Rowling. J.K. Simmons, not her. No, not her. Let's <laughs> let's hope not. So shout out to J.K. Simmons for just being consistent. Yeah, I mean that guy, he's got to have something in his contract where his character just always has a mustache now. Because like, I feel it, like that's yeah, yeah. You know, I dream to have that contract about, but like about my beard <laughs> when I get older. Oh, um, man. I man, just honestly, and that's what I mean when I mean like a celebration of all these animation styles of just yeah. The, the idea that all of them could blend together. And when you're making a movie like this, I mean, it's it's like you're making two movies because you're doing mm-hmm. all the live action stuff. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kiki Lane, by the way, who plays oh, the detective yeah, because uh, she she's just carrying it. Basically, like she's basically just talking to nobody. No, pretty much is. for all of her parts. And then they're overlaying all the animation on top of that. So First of all, she's, do, wow. she's doing the same thing that five dollar haircut has to do, like Kiki in every Lane. movie's ever done. Kiki Lane, y'all, let me slide in right here. Oh, that God. woman is beautiful. <laughs> hold on, let me, hold on, stop. Put Kiki you up Lane on the main. Beautiful. Put, put you up on the main screen. Kiki Lane, Miss Lane, Miss Kiki, whatever it is you want me to call you, I will call you that. Um, that is a beautiful black woman. Um, melatonin popping. Okay, melatonin is popping, and. 
you did your thing. I thought you was the bad person in this at first, and I was gonna be mad. I would say they made a black woman a villain. Not that a black woman can't be a villain, but I was just gonna be upset that it was gonna be you. But Kiki Lane, for those that don't know, has been in the old guard, which was she was good in that too. I did um, not see that. You did not see the old guard, Marcus. We let's move on. Let's move past. Are you it. kidding me? I'm not. You would love the old guard. I'm sure that I would. I you think Goose died. I think, by the way, I think Goose died. So we're just gonna keep going. That he's just kind of stuck there. So okay, nope. Goose is back. He's not he's back. I thought he died. <laughs> that was a weird time. word for me to drop because Marcus was talking directly to Kiki. And oh I was yeah, like, I was. Did he stop? Like, no, thank you. Happen? Okay, I'm glad to be I was back. I'm gonna ask you where you want us to throw your dog tags after you kind of dipped out. <laughs> no, no, no. Goose is still little... here. I have a lot of thoughts about that, but um, that for a minute, we'll have to save it. But, oh God! But Kiki Lane is, um, she was in "If Beale Street Could Talk," coming to America too, and the old guard for those that want something more nice, recent. So Doug yeah, says he has not seen the old guard, Brian. Mm-hmm. Doug said he hasn't seen it. Oh my God! Probably, I'd say it's one of like the best Netflix movies I've seen. It was, it was. shame, shame. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's good. And Kiki Kiki Lane's a lead in it. Yeah, she well, is to check it out now. So if you like her work, go check that out. That I do. Anyway, Chippendale is good. <laughs> shout out to all the animation styles. No um, kidding. Shout out to the storytelling technique of telling us the story while you told the story to kind of throw us off. Like, oh, yeah. it's the typical plot of it's the captain who's the evil one. And like, no, that can't be it. And then it turns out to be that. I enjoy that kind of shit. Because yeah, I do too. You know, everything is, it, there's nothing really, really original, original nowadays. There's only so many routes that you can take, but I appreciate them acknowledging that and just having fun with it a little bit. You know, I didn't have to think while I watched this movie. If that's my review, I enjoyed not thinking and just enjoying the ride. Well, and I think the other thing is, is that like, this is a bridge. Cause like I said, I watched this with, with Harrison and he was like all for it. Like he, yeah. it wasn't, oh, yeah. you know, he, he had a lot of fun with it. So I think there's something else to be said there that like, this is a good what feels like a crime procedural, but with such a like a fun family twist to it that it's it's a good watch no matter how old you are. Like For it sure. doesn't matter. There's there's like three things I want to say and then I'll I'll stop talking about this movie. First, I'm totally down for a Darkwing Duck reboot. Oh or yeah, whatever. 100%. Like, however, they close this movie out. Disney, if you're listening, yeah, I'll, I'll I will watch that. I love that show. Akiva Schaefer, make it your next movie. Next movie. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, the the second thing is that I just I enjoyed how like how much care this that that was made in this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like you watch you watch we watched Space Jam two mm-hmm. and and rightfully critiqued it as a LeBron vehicle, <laughs> which it is. But like, it's the little things of just like you know in Space Jam two. There's like a group, the cast from Clockwork Orange is like rooting for yeah, LeBron. Yeah, h- hanging out like, in the background, which that's not a crew you want that's in your corner. Not a, that's weird and disturbing. <laughs> and like in this movie, it was like, yeah, like Stan from South Park's chilling in a bathhouse. That makes sense. Yeah, he doesn't Stan's talk dad, and you, yeah. And you move on. Uh, or yeah, Stan's dad. Sorry, yeah, Randy Marsh. Good. Thank you for the correction. Uh, and just the right like just so much care was given not for anyone to overstay their welcome but to yeah. also acknowledge some of the things like within animation when they're like oh they got the polar express eyes of being like 
like some the uncanny valley yeah is bad and like i just i don't know you could just tell people cared making this and that makes a huge difference and i hope if if there's any hollywood exec like taking lessons from this i hope that's a lesson that is learned because like that's far more satisfying than just watching something like space jam 2 where it's just like oh i saw mr freeze okay or or i think or i think the other thing is is i think had this movie had animated chip and dale and everybody looked like dale throughout the whole movie it probably would have lost its its nostalgia yeah. for me or yeah. not even nostalgia it probably would have lost its i don't know how to put it but like it would have lost something that would have made it endearing but the right. fact that brian it was a mix and an amalgam of different animation styles and they could kind of make fun of those jokes like the uh the uncanny mm-hmm. valley made it such a worthwhile watch yeah, yeah. And honestly, I mean, I think the last thing I'm going to say is like for this is I mean, for like aimed at kids, like there's a lot of like mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff for it. Like Chip Chip is selling insurance, which is like super depressing to me as someone approaching middle age of being like, oh, this is a cartoon character I watched and they're selling insurance. Yeah. Dale is is being an exotic dancer, probably. That's yeah. at least what's insinuated. So, like, I don't know. It's was. like this movie yeah, did the thing. It just it did the thing where like it kind of grows up with you. And I've talked about this genre before. Top Gun Maverick is probably gonna fall into that too. Um, and I don't know, it's a weird, it's a weird genre or like a weird thing that I keep noticing, but it works. And I yeah. It. yeah, 100 percent Um, I think they did announce a Darkwing Duck reboot and i think <laughs> really rogan was it, supposed to it's supposed to be seth rogan produced or something like that like oh yeah remember he, he he's doing like a ninja turtles reboot and then darkwing duck was announced it's very loose in my head but i do think that the end of that was deliberate because i think they had already announced that just not officially i mean what's the next one we're gonna get tailspin it's gonna be the oh, next one i we'll love, get, love right? tailspin, I, love tailspin though. I did like tailspin yeah i um, mean it's the closest thing to Disney Disneyified Top Gun that we're gonna get. So <laughs> also true. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, the Darkwing Duck reboot is in the works, as according to Variety in November. Oh, November of 2020. So we'll see what happens. Weird that we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, gentlemen, that was. Thank you all for the for the Pop Fly review of Chippendale of Rescue Rangers. Hope everybody goes out check that out. It's on Disney Plus right now. But let's pivot on over to let's take a time machine back to 1986 and we'll and talk about Top Gun. Um, Now, the uh, the impetus for us watching Top Gun is that Top Gun Maverick comes out this next week and we're going to give that its full films and black and white treatment. Um, But we did feel like we needed to kind of go back and watch that because Marcus, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had not seen Top Gun, the original, had you? No, I had. Oh, yep. okay. I'm so excited okay. to hear what you. I would. Doing. I would like to no- note the lack of ridicule for not seeing it. It's, hey, you know, you can't, not, you can't, you can't get to everything, you know Marcus. What? But you, you know, you know, I ridicule you because I know you would like it, Doug. I that's knew fair. you would like that movie. That's I feel fine. like that's also because you know I'm probably watching reruns of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia right. when I couldn't be watching that. Yeah, Danny DeVito will be there when you get back. Yeah, it's true. It's true. He will. He'll. He's not going anywhere. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. 
I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking uh, a multivitamin. I always feel like I have to take six or seven different pills just to make sure that I'm getting a complete picture of vitamins and nutrients that I need to take on a daily basis. And it made it really easy and really simple to ensure that I was getting all the necessary vitamins to stay healthy and on top of my game. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. I personally consume this because, as I mentioned, it is hard as a dad when you're constantly on the go to make sure that you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients and minerals, all the things you need to stay healthy and to keep showing up for your family. So it's really easy. I take it right away in the morning, right when I get back from the gym, and it really makes my day so much better. I also love the fact that it is super easy to bring with me uh, because, you know, travels become a new thing, especially now that the pandemic is kind of shifting into a new phase, and I love that. I can bring it with me. I really appreciate the fact that it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I also really appreciate the fact that it costs them less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit um, and that is something really hard to find. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. God hopeful. Um, but let's let's talk about uh Top Gun. Um and, and let's get into it because I have some things that I'd like to I have some I have some pieces of this that I'd like to chat about. But first I would like Marcus to give us his barbershop summary of to- <laughs> Top Gun starring Mr. Tom Cruise. <laughs> All right. So uh horse mouth Tom Cruise. Horse is... teeth Tom Cruise. What? He horse does not look like a horse. Doug said oh, I, just, Ryan. I just repeated it because Doug said it in the no, chat. He so is I, a beautiful man. He was a handsome guy back then. He was a handsome young man. He's still uh, a handsome guy. I had no idea what he looked like. Is this before Scientology or afterwards? It, I think it's before. Okay. This is right after Risky Business. This is like when he became minted Hollywood box okay. office. Yes. Is this before Mission Impossible? Yes. yes. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So I get it. Okay. So this kind of set him up for a lot of his roles that he was getting. I don't know. And it did a weird way of setting it up. All right. So here's Top Gun, right? <laughs> Basically, you get this badass motherfucker. He's a wild card. All right. Tom Cruise is good as his job, but he's a goddamn wild card. All right. So he goes in and him and his partner, Goose, they go and they save. What the fuck was the other guy's name? His name was Iceman Crow. No, it was uh, it oh, Crow, the guy in the beginning. Anyway, there's this guy yeah. in the beginning, and there's this enemy ship that comes in, right? And so, um, it comes in and it's fucking with him a little bit. He's like, he's like, is he gonna attack or is he not gonna attack? And then Tom Cruise and Goose they go out there and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna flip above the motherfucker, take a picture of him, let him know, yeah, bitch, we see you. All right, cool. So then they go, they save. Homeboy, homeboy is so shook 
that yeah, he was shook. Yep. Home, sorry, homeboy was so shook that he couldn't fly himself back. So Tom Cruise, instead of landing like he was supposed to, lifted up, went back to go and fly and save him so he could bring him back to the ship. Brings him back to the ship. Old boy turns in his wings because he's like, I ain't even met my family. And yeah. I almost died out there and I'm kind of shook and I can't do this shit. But he was supposedly like a top gun. He was like one of the best in the class. Mm-hmm. So now the, I don't know how hierarchy works in the military, but the general, I guess, I don't I, fucking know. A- Admiral, commanding officer, it's not really clear. It, yeah. Whoever the fuck he is, bald headed guy smoking a cigar inside of a shit. Um, <laughs> the, 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 the disciplinarian from Back to the Future. Yes, sure. Incredible. Is that, is that him for real? Yes. Oh, damn. Okay, great. So, so he go, that kind of just shook me up. I was not expecting that. Kind of thing. <laughs> um, he goes and tells him, "You two motherfuckers are wild cards. Y'all never listen to what the fuck you're supposed to listen to. You, your daddy is your daddy, and he always was fucking some shit up too. And like, you know what I mean? But, but I can't discipline you because you're the best of the best. And now I'm got to send y'all two asses to go to the Top Gun class, which is where the best go to compete with the best of the best of the best. All right, so true." Then, so then they go, he goes, they do this little whole thing where 30 drunk men then sing <laughs> to this woman um, and to, to like, like get her number. And so they go and he meets Iceman, a.k.a. Val Kilmer, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Batman, right? Batman. He is the uh, he's mm-hmm. the oldest motherfucker out there. And in the first day, he goes, him and uh, Goose, they go and they beat Jester, but they didn't really beat him because it's supposed to be over this certain amount of feet they were supposed to come, come, come bad at. And then <laughs> also do this little thing where they technically won because they caught Jester, but he flew past the goddamn tower and shook the tower. Can't do that. Him, you can't do that. That four hundred apparently is like fast. So they did it, and then, and then he was like, "I want somebody asking." So then he tells him, "You are a wild card." And then Goose basically comes in. <laughs> the same thing like you a fucking wild card he's like you know what I am a wild card that's my bad job so then they go the rest of the movie with just goose <laughs> that's that's the poll that's the poll for TikTok and Twitter at the 46 minute mark <laughs> Tom Cruise you're, you're a wild card and then goose does your wild card that's the move that is the movie like it's not a joke that's that that's is the movie that's the whole movie yep that's the whole thing you're a wild card literally Spoiler alert, gets goose killed. He's then gotta go fly with Ice Man. And it's just, it's a whole lot of shit in there. All right. It's just Tom Cruise being Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise is a wild yeah. card, but also falling in love with the instructor while trying to prove his family name. That is top good. <laughs> that's basically it. And yeah. you've got it. You've got it. That's the that's the movie. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people in this movie. Like yes. um, yeah. like a lot of people. Um, so obviously. Um, obviously Tom Cruise is Maverick. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to pull up the rest of folks. I just had it and then I lost it. So just stay with me. This was That's a, okay. produced by Jerry Bruckheimer and directed yeah, by Jerry Bruckheimer of, um, Pirates of the Caribbean fame and CSI, others. right? He did all yep. the CSIs. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, he's been all over the place and this is, this movie has a kind of a crazy stories about how it was produced. So, um, cause it did a little bit of digging. So all of those shots that they had with the airplanes, yeah. um, he paid the Navy for those, um, he paid the Navy? Yeah, they paid the Navy for those. So the, the company that produced it paid the Navy. They charged him $7,000 in 1986 dollars per hour for every what? shot. For Jesus. fuel, for safety, and for anything else that they may have had. Um, so 
add up all the time that they're in that. Um, and then add up all the time that they were in that. And then oh now extrapolate the fact that you can't just, it takes a minute to land and to take off. So, um, <laughs> especially the other aircraft thing. carrier, $7,000 yeah, so per hour in 1986 dollars. It's like $14,000 oh today. Jesus Christ. Here's the other thing. So he, that aircraft carrier they used from, it's a real aircraft carrier. Um, and there's a story that said that at one point in time, they needed the boat to turn around so that way they could like get the lighting for the shot the right way. Of course. Um, and essentially the captain was like, sir, it's $24,000 for us to turn this around um, <laughs> and to change course. And according to legend and what have you, apparently Jerry Bruckheimer wrote him a check and said, here's your $24,000. Turn the, turn You're the fucking around. kidding me. I, I would believe that. I, I would believe also that. believe that. I do have a question and I'm going to take oh, small. Man. I'm going to take small digs at this movie here and there. I don't That's know fair. what shot he was trying to take because they land in daylight. They, they land at dusk or dawn. I... They take off at dusk or dawn. I don't know what they do to do lighting wise. <laughs> I think my guess would be it's the wide shot. I think towards Probably. the end, right before the sun sets, and it's like it's just the aircraft carrier. Yeah, wide I would out. believe that's that my too. guess. I would if believe that too. Spending all this money on this goddamn movie, mm-hmm. how do you? Not, I see why half of this movie is aerial shots and yes. shots of the like. Okay, I mean, it is so much on it. Fun. Yeah, like I get the premise of the oh, yeah. of the movie, but it's like if you're asking me. I would have just got some no names and half this movie would have been goddamn just fighter pilots. Sorry. Oh. It was sorry. It was produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Tony Scott, you know, yes. Ridley Scott's brother directed oh. it. So oh, I did it. not know that. Thank yep. you. Yep. Um, so here's the stars. So Tom Cruise plays Maverick. Um, Kelly McGillis plays Charlie or the love interest. Anthony <laughs> Edwards plays Goose. You might know him from ER. Um, Michael Ironside yeah, plays. He is fucking Goose. I was trying to figure out where his. I couldn't put yeah, his from, face from ER. Doctor Green on ER. Yep. Michael Ironside plays Jester. Um, Tim Robbins plays Merlin. Merlin is his like after Goose dies. Tim yeah. Robbins is his other. Um, I don't know backup pilot. Spot they man. call it the ace yeah they call it yeah i'll look up the term oh, yeah. um val kilmer plays iceman tom, tom scarrett plays viper um and after that if we kind of get down meg ryan is in this for a hot second she plays carol who's uh goose's wife um and that's kind of it for the most part so um james tolkien is the the gentleman who plays um stinger and so he's the gentleman who is also the the like vice principal in back to the future. So, um, so yeah, so those are some of the urban legends about how this movie was made. I don't have a firm budget for you, but knowing how much it cost just to do that, um, it's pretty, it's gotta be up there for sure. Um, but yeah, but gentlemen thoughts, I mean, for, for, for Brian and I, we've seen this before. So I'd love Marcus for you to give us, uh, just your thoughts. what did you, what did you like about this? Having it been your first time seeing it? I, I didn't think I was going to like it. Okay. Um, Because it's very, for those that know me, I say this phrase often. I have PTSD from the American flag. Um, and it's just, which is reasonable. reasonable. Thank you. I appreciate you both for being very under this past years and during, you know, past few years i guess the, anything with that's extra america and patriotism is oh. always just i i i approach like 
you know what I mean? Like kind of half, half speed. And I want to say that like, this was a movie I loved growing up, but like, I fully understand this movie comes off as like Navy propaganda. Yes. Like I mean, it Navy makes sense because they, they were involved in making it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And it, I'm sure that helped with recruitment. And oh, at the time, like, this is some cool shit. If I seen some motherfuckers in a fighter, I have no idea what goes into it. If seeing Jedi's on the screen makes me want to become a Jedi, what the fuck do you think something real like a fighter uh, pilot? You know, yeah. like, that's achievable. These are actually achievable things that you can do. So I didn't think I was gonna go into it liking it, but it actually is a it's a good movie. Like Tom Cruise, I can make as many jokes about Tom Cruise, but one thing he's about is practical stunts and. Mm-hmm shit yep. in his movies and and really making it realistic and he's a good actor you know what i mean and he's yeah. not gonna pick a bad movie i don't That's know if true. it makes sense you know like no, he, no no it makes sense so i liked it it wasn't as bad as i thought it was gonna be with all the propaganda and stuff like that to me <laughs> like, there's areas in here obviously but how can you not include I, it? Well, and I mean, like, I remember when we pulled up this movie, I was like, it's the 80s. It's like Ronald Reagan 80s. And like, oh, yeah. it almost yeah. exists now. Like when I rewatched it, I was like, oh, some of this stuff is just like, yep. OK, we're just going to glorify mm-hmm. United yep. States like power and kind of imperialism. They do a real this movie does a better job than most of just like blurring the lines of like, oh, no the yellow circle red star nation is doing things we better go up in the air and fight them and and like it's a per like it does it doesn't relate to anybody yeah. they're in the indian ocean it, there's a lot of stuff that you can blur the lines with it's vague like, enough for us to be able yeah. to say okay i could see how it was inspired by true events mm-hmm. but also it's not clear enough where it's like oh no that happened like yeah, it's, right. it, it it does a great job of hugging that line for sure because it wasn't the focus at the end of the day no. like, the focus was the storytelling of these characters and what it took to become a top gun right no and like yep. i appreciate that because if you go back and watch this now and, and it was too focused on like for the longest for the first 15 minutes they just call it a mig or mig or MIG. yeah mm-hmm. you're That's right it was the model of the jets the russians typically yeah do. and yeah. it was like okay yeah like that could be anything though you know mm-hmm. right so yeah, I, it yeah. Wasn't bad, but i don't know yeah. for y'all revisiting this movie though how did it make y'all feel <laughs> Brian, oh, God. <laughs> no, I, Doug, you go. I'm okay, Doug, you go. I, you go. Here's what I'll. Here's what I'll say. Don't pull any punches. I won't. Here's what I'll say. The parts that I enjoyed the first few times that I've seen it were still parts that I enjoyed. The what parts that I the yep. parts that I hated were still the parts that made my skin crawl. Really? Um, yes. Really? Nothing. Nothing really changed. Um, because. For me, the reason why you show up to Top Gun is fighter jets doing yep. fighter jet shit yep. and the drama surrounding like a fighter jet school and yep. the emotional toll that that takes of like what happens when your co-pilot dies and it's really not your fault. Like yep. all of that stuff um, is why is why is why you show up. Also, I have valid questions about that as well. Um, <laughs> oh, we need to talk about ice. The man. things, the things that made me mad, is the entirety of the love sequence. It just, I hate it so much. I 
love that I romance fucking, scene. Brian, this woman has a doctorate in avionics. She is an instructor. She is an instructor at a at the Naval Academy. She is pulling in one hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year. And <laughs> you mean to going? tell me she's gonna throw it away for this motherfucker over here? Like no, dude. Like in no way. <laughs> okay. I was talking, I was thinking more of like the shots and the music and oh. like how they were directed. Oh. Narrative wise, though, yeah, you probably should not <laughs> like have a romantic oh. relationship with a student. Oh. Totally agree and with she that. She knew that from the jump. She had a whole class. Yes. Sing she even says it. She yeah. says yeah. it. This yeah. is the thing yeah. that bugs me. The, one of the things that bugs me the most. She says it. She goes, like, hey, like, just so you know, like, I got to do my job. <laughs> right like just you know he's like great his exact words are glad we got that out of the way and then he gets is like his fucking flight suit in a twist because she calls him out in front of all of his friends at school oh he's like you should you should have done that she's like it's bitch it's my job like (laughs) you want to talk about like fragile male ego that entire sequence encapsulates it so much where she's like yeah, I mean, like, it was fine, but, like, don't do this S maneuver. And he's like, I'm going to throw a tantrum and go on right. my motorcycle. It's all I know how to do. Like, like the sad, like. <laughs> and the whole movie leading up to that is nothing but male testosterone. It's a dick swinging. Oh, oh, yeah. And that, and I will say this. I do appreciate the payoff, yeah. right? Like, but I feel like, here's what I'll say. To the movie's credit, it tries really hard to say, like, yeah, there's this like hyper masculine pieces to it this whole time, but right. there's real people like it's not that all the time. And what happens when that gets shaken to its core? Maverick yeah. after Goose dies, shaken yeah. to his core, where almost he's quitting fight school. Like Top Gun yeah. is a big deal, and yeah. he's quitting. Um, the guy at the beginning, whose name I don't remember, who goes, I haven't seen my family. Like I'm out. Like I can't. Yeah, I can't. Cougar. Cougar sounds right. Cougar. Cougar sounds right. Um. That those are big yeah. moments. I, I wish. Coward. I'm so sorry. I did not mean to call that man coward. I was trying to figure <laughs> out what c word and n word urge. No, you're fine. So between uh, coward and cool, right? But I think that the those are good moments. It's just it's it's juxtaposed juxtaposed with this like playing with this boy's shirtless fucking volleyball. <laughs> That's the name of the song. It's like knows. nonsense. Like you I see these moments where these dudes are like really struggling with something emotional and then it's like but remember it's all about those abs and sand and volleyball and i'm like enjoy how tom cruise flexed to check his watch i hate that so much i hate it so much and he does it twice he did him doing it twice he did it twice um he was playing jeans in jeans Oh my god, it's so uncomfortable. In the heat, in the heat of this motherfucker. It's California. Like, because for those that don't know, this is based off an article from May of 1983 called Top Guns that spotlighted the Naval Academy's top flight school. So I'm you're supposed to insinuate that he's playing volleyball in jeans in the sand in California. I mean, that makes you a badass though, right? He's a bad motherfucker. No, he's a moron for not packing shorts. <laughs> the the funny thing revisiting this movie, like I was watching it with Maggie, and I was like, oh, like I was like, oh, the volleyball scene's coming up, and like, we, so we're watching it, and I'm like, man, like watching this now, not as a kid, it's like 
if I'm an adult man and I come across these guys that are like <laughs> doing bikers. poses and like screaming at each other, I'm like, are you all okay? Are you deranged? <laughs> like what's happening? And then here. like, if I'm like, Hey man, like, are you yelling at me in Hollywood or whatever his name is? Like does like a fighting pose after, yeah, Jesus after Christ. scoring a spike or something. I'd be like, we need to leave. Yeah, like, these just, people yeah, are not. It was like a bodybuilder type of pose. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Which yeah. is totally not the actors, by the way. Th- this was clearly Tony oh, no, Scott being like, I don't know, like do some poses. And, them up and put them in that's the what they did. Fry act, like fish. act manly. <laughs> right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, um, before they enter any room, make sure you spray them down with water, then put their dry clothes on, and then let's shoot them. Because there is not a scene in this movie where those people aren't fucking damp. Like, they are wet Which all the time. Because they're in California, right? I guess so, so yeah. they're going to be hot. Especially if they're wearing jeans. They're, they're not always wet. Brian. No, in the Brian. briefing room, they're not. They were Brian. wet in the briefing room, bro. Brian. <laughs> they are there are beads of sweat on them all the time. Like I don't know if it's just the pressure is so much, but they are literally drenched in sweat. Now, when they're on the ship, I'm like, yeah, man, those things are made of metal in their middle of nowhere. They're gonna be hot. But come on. Top gun, a very, a very wet movie. Okay. <laughs> Like, now I'm thinking about it and I can't stop thinking about it. They're like always, Top you know who's nuts? Kelly, Kelly McGillis. Right. Kelly and McGillis. That is the title out. of the episode. <laughs> Top Gun no. Review, no. aka A Very no, Wet Podcast. No, we can't podcast. do Chip and Dale dirty like that. A we can't do that wet, to them. A Very Wet Podcast. <laughs> Gross. No. no. Um, I, I did not mean to take this direction. <laughs> well, now we're there. Um, oh. But what I will say is, like, this st- I really do appreciate, and you're right, Marcus. Like Tom Cruise is a is a good actor, and he's got some range. Like I think you can really see that here. Of like, you know, he can play those moments where he's being a cocky ass, yeah. but then those moments where he's really like weighing that. The especially, I think the payoff for this movie. I think the saving grace for this whole movie is when Goose dies. Like I think that that's the saving yeah. grace that makes this movie a compelling story. I think without it, I think much of this movie is. You it's a, it's a silly war movie. Like you it is what to, it feels like. Goose has to Goose has to die. And and I enjoy how they set up their relationship and yep. Goose's character more specifically because yeah. Goose was a rider. Goose is the wingman of anybody's dream. Yes. Both yeah, dream wingman and figuratively. Like in, in both when they're flying and when they're not flying, Goose mm-hmm. is a wingman. And he even says it to him early in, like with in the first thirty five minutes. Yeah, like you're he, Maverick tells him, like you're the only family that I got. Yep, so I'm gonna do it for you. And it seemed like he did try to go on the straight and narrow because Goose acts like it wasn't this whole. Well, my thing is over your thing. It just I don't know. For me, it kind of felt like he understood what the fuck Goose was saying and then adjusted himself to that. But you know, you, you yeah. do have Goose dying in that. that yeah. That well, and like surprise, Meg Ryan gives it like more emotional weight mm-hmm. too, because you actually get to see his family, even though it doesn't make sense. When I was rewatching this, I was like, why? Why would his family just come kill like a few weeks while he's at fighter pilot Top Gun school? But and it also, doesn't matter because you get to see you get to see his family and the fact that he like loves Maverick, even though he has another family. And it's maybe surface level, but like 
everybody wants an Anthony Edwards goose at their side. Who's like, this is a bad idea, but I'm going to do it with you anyway. Or like, Hey man, we're, we're like low on fuel. Are you good? Okay. You're going to do your own thing on low fuel. Okay. I just want to let you know. Um, You need those ride or die folks for sure. Um, Well, and we talked a little bit like right before we recorded and like, I don't know, Anthony Edwards gave this performance of like, he's a hype man, but he's not, he's not telling you he's a hype man. He's just like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here to do your thing. And that, Honestly, that's the glue for Tom Cruise's oh, Maverick. Because, sure. like, without it, he's just a jerk. Yeah. 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 And, like, and more than just a ride or die, like, you need somebody who's going to be willing to ride for you in public. But when you have that private conversation, right. that they can bring you, they can be more of an anchor for you more than anything. Because you yeah. see that after Goose dies, okay, Maverick was this wild card, but at least he had Goose to kind of anchor him and say, hey, I need somebody. So it's kitten a string, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. You, yep. want to, you know, attach it to something like in right. the kite string theory, Maverick is the kite, Goose is the string. So what yep, happens yep. this kite loses his string and then you have to adjust to somebody else who you don't know or not as familiar with has different responsibilities and all this other stuff. I like that they address that a little. I like the way that yeah. they address that. Well, and there's a lot of unspoken stuff in that too. Yes. Because yeah, there's yeah. this whole idea of like, you know, you can see the trust that's built even between Iceman and his, you know, yes. his ace, Hollywood, a spotter Hollywood. Hollywood. Like they ride or like you said, they ride or die for each other. Yeah. And, you know, like that level of like you have to build the trust there. So what do you do when that trust is gone and you have to start over? Like it becomes just like a whole other thing. I think this does make me excited, though, for the movie that's coming out this week, which is Top Gun Maverick, because rumor on the street is that Miles Teller is playing um, is playing oh, Goose's right. kid. Son. Yep. Yeah. yeah, which yep. at which I hope we get a flashback to when Meg Ryan literally storms out of that room and just leaves her kid there like she walks <laughs> right past right past Tom Cruise. <laughs> and she's kid. like, I just can't. And she walks out and I'm like, did you want your kid there? Is he supposed to just follow like a puppy? Right. So yeah, I, he's he's eight. He can fence for him. You'll figure it out. But yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what they do like with that storyline and and with all of that. Like I think that'll be good. Well, uh, I, I, my diversity oh, count says there were three black people in this movie. I'm just keeping it. There were, yeah. And you'll notice that Tom Cruise did not listen to his to, to his wingman, a spotter. I wanted to say that, like, taking another look at this, I was like, man, that, he kind of seems like a little bit racist. He's like, <laughs> just a smidge. Su- all yeah. Sundown is trying to do is be like, hey, man, you should have taken the shot. Yeah. And the only person, he, like, Tom Cruise throttles is this black guy. That's it. That's the only person. To, like, be like, you should have taken the shot. Yeah. He doesn't even do that to Iceman, who is, no. like, the antagonist, oh, yeah. I would argue, yeah. of this movie. Like, and I was like, well, it kind of feels... You seem like, yeah, you, you see, yeah, you seem like a little bit of a dick here, so... <laughs> so. Also, I, I just don't understand why you didn't throw a punch. Like, what was with all the, like the biting back and forth at one another and the weird flexing. Like at some point in time, you know, someone's going to get knocked the fuck out. If someone's going to, that's exactly <laughs> it. That's exactly <laughs> it. You cannot tell for the majority of this movie, whether or not Iceman wants to fight him or. I mean, the equivalent is like, yeah, back off Iceman. Oh Yeah. <laughs> we can that was a kiss sound that Doug made can, for all of our listeners who are watching the live stream on the Patreon. That's it's, enough. 
is weird. That's enough. <laughs> that's, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> that is enough. That's enough. All right. We're gonna do this whole goddamn kissing thing. What was the other movie where we didn't know they were gonna kiss or if they were gonna? There's been a few. There's yeah. Is it tension or sexual tension? Yeah, do you we don't know. Is it sexual? To, and if well, it is, welcome sexual to the game. Name that tension. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm sure Iceman and him would have made a great couple. I, Iceman I and Maverick sounds like, great. Good, sounds like a good couple name. Ice Maverick. I think that's fine. Ice Maverick. Ice Maverick. Ice Maverick. <laughs> Oh, there's oh, okay. I don't know. I'm gonna I, I, uh, go ahead, I like please. This. I like this movie. I, um, oh, sure. For I it mean, to be a throwback, it is. But I was telling Doug uh, this, Brian. I feel like this has nothing to do with nothing. But Brian was a hmm. pilot in his past life. Oh, Brian! Oh man, Brian flew every type of plane for sure, <laughs> for sure. And I, I get why Brian likes the I, Star Wars and this. And I mean, I oh yeah, it. I get it. <laughs> You, if you overlay the first, I'd say like 20 to 25 minutes of this movie with yeah. like the last third of the original Star Wars, again, yeah. not to make yeah. everything about Star Wars, but like but the cross chatter on the radio, the way they're talking to her, like to each other, jet to jet, it just like dog fights just get me jazzed. Like they get me amped. Well, there's an energy to it. Like anytime, like I was entranced anytime there were jets on the screen, like yeah. I was a sucker for it. And I was like, man. This is why I love this movie because well, it's I just think, like the planes go fast and they shoot each other, bang bang. You know, right. like it's just great. I think and the, I can only imagine what they're gonna do in the sequel because you because things have expanded your the way that you're able to do things. Like the time is on your side now, right? So what does that look like now? Now, and this was one of the questions I had was in your sequel, what is it that you take from the original that you are going to double down on in your sequel? Is it the fight sequences? Is it like what parts of the first are they going to double down on in the second? Well, I think. Good question. Here's, here's one. Here's one thought that I have. The, I'll finish it and I'll, I'll get to where your mm -hmm. question, mm -hmm. Brian. This is the chatter between planes is Alphabet Squadron. Oh, to a T. Yep, uh, absolutely. It, how they talk, how that, how that's written. It, you could, you could probably lay those over with one another, yes. like a hundred percent. Yeah. Um. To Marcus's question, like, what do they do? I think what we will see is largely portion of this will be still exploring. I think this will be more of like a cautionary tale. Ooh, like, I think a lot of I think a lot of this is going to be Maverick telling this flight class, like, don't do what I did. Like, you need so? you. I, I do think there's going to be an element to yeah. it because I think there's going to be some of that. Um, and I think it's going to be also coupled with like, what do you do now that the technology has caught up? Ooh, like, you okay. know, because the entire technology is going to be completely different with Ooh. radar and all of that and, and how people get deployed. So I think there's going to be mean, interesting stuff to see how that goes. So it'll be kind of interesting. I'd be kind of curious. <clears throat> I, I think I, I don't exactly know what angle this movie will take i guess from what i've heard and from what i've seen it what it seems like is that i think the jet sequences and the aerial combat stuff i think that's going to be on another level based oh, yeah. on some of the stuff that i've heard and i think that's i think that's exciting because like bring on those types of stunts because 100%. i can't think of a movie 
that we've seen something like that. I'm also a sucker for anything jet fighter. Like people who Practical. have listened to the podcast yeah. know this. If it's in space, if it's an atmosphere, if it flies Ooh. and it yeah. flies fast, I'm into it. And the other thing with it is I think that you're seeing the way the preview is like framed. It's almost like Maverick is coming back to teach. And Ooh. I know at the end of this top, like the original Top Gun, he's like, maybe I'll go back or whatever. But yeah, I guess what it kind of feels like is it's sliding into this genre of like middle age people accepting where they're at. Right. You have like, yeah. you have like Mandalorian, Last Jedi. You have all these like types of stories where it's like, I'm not what I used to be, but I accept I'm a teacher now or I accept I'm not the best anymore. And I do feel like Maverick, like the movie is going to show a side of like, yeah, like do learn from my mistakes. But I also feel like he's still going to be like going off the rails and the students reacting to that and how they they're a team. I think it's going to be one of those types of movies, but I don't honestly, the the less I know, the better. That's kind of the vibe I get. I feel like that I, I feel like, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I don't know how you're feeling about it, Marcus. Brian's No, that's about it. I think Brian's Brian's past life was in 1941. (laughs) He was stationed on Hawaii with his parents and he watched the planes fly in and then he enlisted for Korea and he flew helicopters in Korea. And then in Vietnam, he was recruited to fly, fly planes. And ever since then, he can't keep his hands off of the stick. Like that, that has to be it. Like he flew planes in World War II. I I like fast planes. I like fast planes and I like the the zoom, you know, at least I know Brian would be Brian would be definitely more Iceman. You know, he's going <laughs> to yeah. fly by the rules. He's going to do it. That's you know a very I mean? good point. I would be, oh, geez. I feel like I'd be a Maverick. Oh, actually, I might, be, I might be a Cougar. I'm not going to lie to you. As soon as I see a fucking, I might be good in the simulator, but don't put me up there with a goddamn Mick. Then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm, I'm shitting myself on the way back. Not really sure. Doug might be a, well, I don't know. <laughs> Doug is Doug might be a I don't know is Doug I, a goose? I think I think I'm the I think I think I'm the general on the boat that's like, <laughs> where are you gonna go now? Like, <laughs> you can have anything you want. What are you gonna do with it? Like that's why that's, do you sound like Rocky? Why do you sound like Rocky's trainer? Because that's how I sound when I get older. You like, can do it, Rock. Ten to yeah. one shot, Rock. <laughs> Honestly, I thought I was like more of a goose of like, I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to fly shotgun. Like, no, oh, by the way, I, I like I could see 20 that. minutes ago, we asked why there were two people at, like in an F-14 or whatever. Yeah. So apparently one is the primary pilot. The second is like an aeronautics operator. Like there's so much tech happening in an oh, F-14 sure. that the second person acts as like they're managing all the systems and stuff oh, sure. like that. So one um, is focused on literally the weapons and the other one right. is like, hey, your engines are all over Well, the place. it makes more sense oh, now sure. like when Goose is like, hey, we have two flameouts. Hey, we this is what's up. Or like the, yeah, the reason he's feeding Maverick all this information. Is it the same um, now? I'd be interested to see if it's I would also be they curious. address that in the second movie. So it looks like they're flying like FA-18s in the Maverick trailer, which are I think are single seaters. So I also know the technologies come like way mm-hmm. more just like, on my own personal interest this is not official but like the technology's got to a point where like you can simplify a lot of those systems like the f-22 like the helmet it just feeds straight into like the the visor like, so it's a, like heads a, up it's display. like a heads up display jesus yeah. that's really cool 
like or the the F thirty five. Sorry, um, there's so the, many. The, anyway, go to flight school. What? <laughs> Did we go to flight school? I <laughs> I want to now. If it means I, I, I would love to. A, if it means I'm a step closer to being the you know the grizzly general on a boat asking people <laughs> what they want their future to be, that's fine. <laughs> I will imagine telling that to your like family like tomorrow. Like, hey y'all, I just signed up for uh, uh flight school. Hey, so um, so Brit, you like the ocean? Yeah, yeah I like the ocean. Yeah. Oh my, my wife. Well, would... I'm gonna live on it all the time because guess who's the next admiral telling people what their hopes and dreams are gonna be? My wife would find a way for me to be honorably discharged. She's like, "Can you go on the ship if you've been shot in the leg?" And I'd be like, "Probably not." And then it's like, "Oh no, what happened to Brian?" Um. Also, oh I will I'm say kidding. this: she's great. She when it be. comes to life, it is my personal mission. To be goose to Marcus's Maverick, like I don't. Oh, I it is this. my it is my personal mission that if we are ever in a wingman scenario or my my services are required, <laughs> he understands that I'm there. Like that's you're gonna you're gonna say you've lost that love and feeling. Uh, well, I might. Hold on. <laughs> oh, well, wait. Hold on. Um, <laughs> I might. We're on two I, different pages here. I think we need to. We may need to. I'll, 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 I'll do it if I have to. But yeah, I'm I'm prepared. Listen. Here's the thing. My love life isn't going the greatest. I'm going to fix that. And apparently, Doug's going to fix that. That's all there is. This is, I did not know. Okay. All right, man. There's somebody you can have anybody you want in this box. Whoever you want. There's somebody in my sights if we're sticking with the, you know. Yeah, if we're going the Top Gun route, yeah. sure. Gun yeah. yeah, yeah. There's someone in And my... after they meet me smoking a cigar, yeah. yelling at them. That's You're going to be such an improvement that they're going to be like, yeah, take me anywhere so long as you get me away from that guy. I guess I'm sundown in this. Like, yeah, man, take the shot. Like, yeah, man, go yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. Don't, Look how the don't, roles just switch. Am I still Maverick? What just happened? I, I think so. Well, don't did. throttle me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't grab me and shake me, please. Don't throttle me. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I I will say this. This this movie is like this movie is a classic and it will always be a classic. I I don't care for portions of it. Like if I yeah. have to hear yeah. only the uh <sighs> only the instrumental version of Take My Breath Away, I might have to I might break a television. Um <laughs> the amount of times that I heard bum 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 I just I, mean... I needed it to stop. Um Oh yes, thank you. Come on, Douglas. Doug has left the live stream. Uh, I just want to put that out there. We bullied him with bullied me. I feel music, I I guess. Um, but yeah, but it is a classic, and and so much so, and I feel like you can tell it's a classic because it has a parody. Yeah. It has a parody, well, yeah. a movie that is a shot-for-shot shot remake, but with co- comedic tones, and it is with um, Mr. Tiger Blood himself. The movie's called Hot Shots. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that is a, a parody of this one, 100%. So kudos to them. They've obviously done something cool. I'm really actually a little bit more excited for Maverick than I am with this. For sure. I don't know I why. Um, now, but... what genre do you put this under, this movie? This Not is an action movie. Okay. I, yeah, I feel like I... this is... I feel like I this mean, is an action movie. Netflix has it categorized as a romance, but this um, is definitely an action movie. Bizarre. Yeah. Bizarre that it showed up like that. And I'm trying to figure Netflix. out if that's, an, if that's an accident 
or if that's on purpose. I mean, I there's mean, an argument to be made that the like outside of the flight school Mavericks relationship is the like a big portion. Yeah. Of the story. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. The, I mean, I, here's the thing with that relationship. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Sorry. I, no, I was just going to say like, yeah, if you were to take that out of the script, it, it kind of takes away some of his development. So you need it. It's, it's it, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marcus. I mean, th- that relationship is just interesting to me. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was the actress. I don't, I didn't feel chemistry there between. They, the two. I did not care for the kiss on the motorcycle. I would have reshot that if I was the director or the director I, of I, photography. I, I, back in I, the second? I didn't care for any of it. Like I well, <laughs> just didn't. Dude, whatever. Whatever. Man. I just didn't. I didn't like. I didn't like any of it. Like, let's leave it there. Like, I it was, all of it I could have done without. Her position makes it weird. Like, well, her right? role on the ship is what I, th- I would have been fine if you weren't okay. It's it, what it feels like is one woman on a ship full of men, and that is like kind of it's like. Oh, and that's the other part of this. That's oh, the other yeah. part of this that I have it's a hard cute. time separating myself from. Is that like I. I always, I played it out like this. If they get caught, her ass is grass and nothing happens to him. Oh, totally. And right. I just didn't right. – there was nothing compelling enough about their romance together that made it worth it in my mind for her to sacrifice everything. Her promotion in well, Washington, everything for some hothead flyboy. What did he have that she needed? That was the question <laughs> for me. I mean, That's actually a really good question. Because I, I guess that's why I didn't feel any chemistry because he was just a hothead, hot. Sh- he was a regular guy from the bar. He did something that was kind of okay, unorthodox by having everybody sing to her. Not to mention walking was, into a women's bathroom and after she left. Right oh, that that made me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Right Talking about the counter and getting in right here on the tile and all this other stuff. Like, but then I, I just literally asked myself, what is it that he was yeah. so intriguing about him? That she was willing to risk it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's actually a really good He was point. a better pilot. Everybody, there are better pilots, more stable. Like, what's what's the difference? Mm-hmm. Um, the name of the actress is Kelly McGillis. Mm-hmm. Um, McGillis. She's been a couple, she's been in a couple of everything. She was in a movie called uh she was in The Accused. Um, she, I mean, did she not? She kind of dropped off the radar. She for a did kind of. Dro- she did kind of drop off the the radar. Um, when she didn't really do a whole lot of other stuff, and then in yeah. the, and then it looks like in the like sort of early '90s, late 2000s, she started to do like cartoons. So she played, uh, she played Winema in the Wild Thornberries, but that was just one episode. Fascinating. She was in Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, but it was one episode. Wow. Then she went over and did the L Word, um, and she was on two episodes of the L Word. Um, and huh. after that, that's kind of all she's been in. She hasn't been in a whole lot. The last thing she did was 2020. She hasn't done anything since. Well, Kelly McGillis, I doubt you're listening, but anyway, I <laughs> we enjoyed you in Top Gun. You, <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Hopefully, best wishes to you, whatever you're doing. Obviously, great stuff. Oh, she did a great job. I mean, as an actress, she did a great job. It's just I find the none of none of my issues are with her oh. portrayal. All oh, of my no. issues are with the story I mean, surrounding. I would argue she's probably the strongest actor in, in, oh, in this movie. Yeah, Everybody 100%. else is just kind of like playing military is what it kind of oh, feels like. Yeah, they're playing fight man. 
Like so yes. I'm reading this article from TD Pale Media about Kelly, Kelly McGillis, who they never, who basically it was all asking, will she return in in Top Gun two? And right. everybody, everybody obviously knows is no. Um, <laughs> Sixty four now and is old and is retired and in Hollywood, and she was never invited back to appear in the sequel. Um, and she said that's um, she suspects is due to her aging appearance that she's too old and fat. Though, oh my so, god, that's I look age cool. appropriate. Boo said, to her not coming back. Boo to her she, not coming back for sure. She told Entertainment Tonight, I look age appropriate for what my age is, and that is not what the whole scene is about. I'd rather feel absolutely secure in my skin and my age than placing any value in all that other stuff. I mean, so, kudos I to it. Kelly McGillis. Way to yeah, tell people where it's at. Said, I'm racing to, a, to the theater to see it, and I'm not racing away from the theater to see it. <laughs> well, a conversation Maggie and I had was like this: this like Tom Cruise feels like a child in this movie. He was twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. He was twenty four when he did Top Gun. Kelly McGillis is, I think, in her thirties. So there's like a like not to like talk about age gaps or whatever, but like I well, get it. Like there's a significant age yeah. gap here. Well, Brian, it's appropriate to talk about it. Did you hear about the <laughs> age gap between Sam Neill and Laura Dern in Jurassic Park? <laughs> I did not know Laura Dern was 23, right? Laura Dern that... was 23 in Jurassic Park. Sam Neill was 20 years older than she was. I, and I she had came... no idea Laura Dern was 23. They were movie. together in that movie. Uh, like That was the premise is that they were together in the movie. Um, you can't really tell because they didn't really emphasize it a whole lot, but that's it. And she said, like, she went on record. She did an interview. I don't remember where it was. I'll have to find it. But she did a record. She did an interview somewhere. She was like, that like our relationship in that movie was inappropriate like oh wow <laughs> she came out and said she was like that age gap was inappropriate like I just mean, straight up said that up though i i didn't have not them a lot of people either. did i just had them as like a uh maybe a teacher or mentor type of thing but maybe that was the age thing. yeah I yeah Okay. Well. Okay. Yeah, I. It was definitely more than friends, though. I remember watching that as a kid, and I was like, "You're more than friends, but yeah, nothing." And they're just doing that weird finger thing in Shazam. I mean, well, um, I mean, steel. that's a way to show you care about somebody. But the important thing is, <laughs> if you're gonna touch fingers, <laughs> you gotta do the eye contact because otherwise, it's just it's, then you're just weird. It's, it's just lost weird. without the eye contact. You know, that's what Top Gun needed was this. more eye more contact, finger, and finger more touching finger from everybody: Iceman, Maverick, Hollywood, everybody. Um. Yeah. Anyway, gentlemen, I mean, this obviously we've kind of said that it's a classic. Um, Marcus, you liked it. Brian, Love you it. like it? I, yes, I liked. 55% of it. Um, <laughs> That's half the... Uh, I mean, 55% of this movie is like military base B-roll. I love this movie, but I, even I can acknowledge, like, I was watching this movie, I'm like, this is just, they just, they sent a guy out with a camera to, like, record a radar dish spinning. Like, yeah. it is like a solid okay, quarter okay, of this movie. All right, all right. 70%. I like 70%. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give it 70%. Like, How um, in the danger zone. It's a banger. Drive it when you're driving, or play it when you're driving fast. It's great yeah um all right right a anything else that anybody would like to say about top gun that was an awkward transition no um i think i think the only thing my dad uh was in the navy and i remember he told me stories about he would talk to people who worked on aircraft carriers and he called them quote unquote those people who fly the planes are crazy to land on an aircraft carrier because it's this tiny little wire oh that yeah. the plane stops on he's like you couldn't pay me enough to do that 
anyway, that memory always sticks out to me when I watch this. Movie. Yeah, that is wild to think about. It's. I mean, yeah. that's it. It's a tiny yeah. wire, and then the plane has a hook. You're like, putting you're, put, you're putting the quarter of an airfield on a boat <laughs> in the ocean that is also moving, and you're like, yes. hey, you're gonna land on that. Yeah. Like, what? No, I'm not. By the way, if you do don't shit. land on it, then you gotta you gotta go to max speed and do it all over again. Yeah, you gotta take a huge turn. Yeah, <laughs> and pay yeah. and what was it? Twenty four thousand dollars. Seven thousand dollars to seven thousand dollars an hour to wow. Land what a, plane. what great narrative symmetry to end this segment. Twenty seven grand to turn an aircraft carrier. That's right. Um, gentlemen, what do you all have to plug this week? What? I don't know. You want me to go first? I yeah. didn't know what we were doing here. Yeah. Well, I, I can go for I, I yeah, go. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, Kenny Loggins, Highway to the Danger Zone. No, I'm just kidding. TheLoveNerds.com. Uh, as always, go check that out for all of your lifestyle and food needs. There is some great stuff on there. My wife runs that site. She's fantastic. Make your own shirts. There's a lot of good stuff on there. TheLoveNerds.com. What do you have to plug this week? Listen, uh, Stream Max. Stream all the music. Go buy yourself some gear. Uh, there's a whole lot of stuff out there. Make sure you are reading a book. Make sure you're taking care of yourselves. You know what I mean? Uh, life is going fast, but don't miss out on it. Sometimes you got to look down the mountain to see how far you've come. That's an incredible wow, and I that was prolific. That. Normally, I would like to say, hey, you should listen to Films of Black and White. You should <laughs> sign up for the Patreon. But after I've been backstabbed by this exit music, um, I don't know if I feel confident doing that this week. <laughs> Like, you know what? No, but to, you know what? But seriously, um, appreciate all the love and support when it comes to the podcast. Um, sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash films of black and white. Um, recommend us to a friend. Um, and yeah, absolutely. We love, uh, love, love getting new people to join the family. So thank you to our Patreon members, by yes. the way. Y'all, y'all help make this happen. The, like, the graphics on the live stream, Everything. the effects on the pot. Like, we appreciate you all so much. Thank you for being part of the Patreon family. A hundred percent. Um, but gentlemen, we have a three step process to success. And Brian, will you please let everybody know what that first step is? Hey, you should read a book. And, you know, fiction's great. I'm also going to talk about nonfiction, though, because sometimes life is stranger than fiction. And uh, the only reason I bring this up is I'm reading a book about World War II because I'm completing my transformation into an old man. And that's what I do now. I read books about World War II. Anyway, um, <laughs> I am learning things about World War II that are just bonkers that I never thought would happen. And these things happened 60, 70 years ago. And you yeah. know how I found that out? Reading a book. book. So read a book. Absolutely. Um, our second step to success is to drink some water. Look, y'all, it is getting into the warmer months. You're going to be outside longer. Um, some of us are dealing with allergies or colds. And the best way to combat that is to make sure that you get your ounces of water in every day. Make sure you stay hydrated. Your body will love you better. You'll feel better. Um, and you'll be able to have a greater time uh, during the warmer months. And if you're in the Midwest, those are at a premium. So be sure to enjoy mm -hmm. the warm weather at, while you can. Uh, Marcus, what is our third step to success? The third step to success is to wash your ass. Okay, You got to wash it, all right? You want to make sure you're washing it. Also, invest in some um, two-ply because, you know, that one-ply don't get the job done all the time. Not all the time. Sometimes it'll poke through the, the tissue and then you... You got a whole situation on your hands. A whole different thing there. So make sure 
you are washing your butt, getting the deep in the cracks and the crevices. You want to be fresh at all times. So wash that ass. Well, you know what they call an unwashed ass. What do they call it? Doug? The danger zone. So it's important yeah. that <clears throat> as much as you might enjoy the song. I don't approve of that. You, you want to avoid that whenever you can. Um, I don't approve of that. I, I, that is fine. not a Brian Roush endorsed statement. That, that's fine. Kenny um, Loggins is a treasure. Well, I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, we're getting off track. We're trying to close shit out. And he knew what the danger zone was. And it's the crack of your ass. It's absolutely true. Um, Gentlemen, we will be back next week to review the second installment in the top gun series <laughs> with top gun maverick um but in the meantime and in the between time stay safe stay healthy we love y'all we appreciate y'all and we'll catch y'all next week